It's a little bit late. The kids are in bed. I think it's about time for an album side. And tonight we're going to be listening to Ozzy Osbourne's No Rest for the Wicked, side one. Now, I've long liked Ozzy Osbourne and his first band, Black Sabbath, I consider to be one of the all-time great rock bands and maybe the, no, not maybe, the best heavy metal band of all time. I remember listening to Ozzy when I was a little bit younger, so my, uh, I had some older friends in the neighborhood who I remember playing um, Speak of the Devil, where he was only covering the uh, Black Sabbath songs with, I believe, Randy Rhodes playing guitar, though I could be misremembering that. I didn't do any research for this one. I'm a little bit tipsy already and uh, was editing a couple other things and decided Fuck it. I want to do an album side tonight. This first track is called Miracle Man and was about the uh, controversy behind uh, a few of the televangelists uh, from the late 80s. And I think it was about a specific one, but now I can't quite remember. He mentions it in the song. Is it Jimmy Swaggart, I think, when he uh, he said he had sinned, I have sinned against you. Uh, though it also could have been, you know, Jim and, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker or, yeah, all those guys were big pieces of shit and some of them still are. Now this is one of the... F- few no this is one of the first records i remember really being current with obviously black sabbath was uh you know before a little before my time i was alive when they were recording but uh (laughs) not not necessarily in my age group so you know but they started recording before i was born uh ozzy was kicked out of the band probably when i was i don't know seven years old eight years old something like that and then those first two Aussie records came out probably right about when I was starting to listen to music uh, on my own. And then I remember uh, The Ultimate Sin is probably the first record I was um, actively listening to music or heavier music when that came out. And so this, I think, was the first... Uh, I, I don't want to say I got this on CD. I think I got this on cassette. But like when it actually came out. I don't remember opening The Ultimate Sin initially, though it is possible that I did. So this kind of remind This is high school Ozzy for me and current Ozzy for me as opposed to uh, some of the other stuff, which was, you know, I was happy to go back with Ozzy, as I had talked about uh, last time with Van Halen. Uh, that was the first band that I went backwards with and Ozzy was another person that I, I kind of knew some stuff and I knew some other stuff and but somehow I think this was really in a weird way the launching point as Ozzy as a solo artist for me currently 
And then on to track two, Devil's Daughter. Like I said, a lot of times I like to do at least a little bit of research or take a, a look at a couple of things before I jump right into doing a recording, but it's getting a little bit late. <clears throat> I've already had a couple. I've been editing a couple of other things, and I wanted to just jump in here. So I don't remember exactly who the players are on this one. So I'm going to take a quick look and see if I can find that. A little bit quicker. But let me see. Oh, sorry. This is with Zach Wild. I don't know if I said anything differently. And I can't remember if this is the first album that Zach Wild had recorded uh, with Ozzy. Because I know they just did a couple and he's gone on to do his own thing. So we have Ozzy Osbourne on the vocals, Zach Wild on guitar, Randy Castillo on drums, and oh, Bob Daisley still on bass guitar, who I believe he passed just recently. see if I can see when this came out. So this came out in 1988, which makes sense. Um, I want to say The Ultimate Sin probably came out in late 86, early 87, without, again, <laughs> doing any research on that. So that was, I remember um, Shot in the Dark being played quite a bit, but that was a little bit before I was really buying music. and But that was one that was current with, let's say, you know, Motley Crue and uh, Poison and who I never really liked, but um, like those kind of metal stuff that you would see on the request show that they used to have. So before T TRL, years and years before TRL, um, so like the all requests afternoon show. So I do remember picking this one up. And listening to this one quite a bit in 88, 89, somewhere around there. But not one that I've revisited a ton. So obviously I picked it up on vinyl at some point. And as I look at my vinyl copy, which I haven't played in a while, and I forgot that uh, the label on side one doesn't have anything. It's just a blue label. I don't know if that was with everything, if I have some kind of weird misprint. I could be sitting on a gold mine here, folks, and I wouldn't even know it. Side 2 has the label on it, and so that's why I had to dig out the um, card on the inside to find out a couple of things. Make sure I know what I'm talking about here, which is pretty rare. Drinking a little whiskey tonight along with the beer because, yeah. You can hear some of that stuff that uh, <clears throat> Zach Wilde was known for. There's a little churning guitar and squeal, pitch harmonics. <laughs> uh, as I've been told that that is, uh, I am not a guitar player. And so I don't know a lot of those things. But, uh, you know, for the, the bit that I've uh, listened to here and... Like I said, it's been a while since I picked this one up, but I'm really... F is this one holding up for me? It feels like it's holding up just a little bit. I don't know how how good side two is. Though I do remember 
couple of those tracks. Maybe I'll go ahead and just push on record side too, see how that one goes as well. Yeah, this isn't too bad. So Ozzy is an artist I've always um, I've always really appreciated what he brings because I know he just he really came from nothing. Uh, I know he doesn't have a perfect voice, but as I've uh, mentioned a few times, just with the singers that I do really like, Greg Dooley, Leonard Cohen, Tom Waits, Johnny Cash, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, even Alice Cooper. Um, you know, none of these guys were necessarily golden throats, you know. And uh, the joke is that I wonder if my wife thinks that I don't think singers should be able to sing. Uh, so I think Ozzy Osbourne has a great metal voice. Uh, obviously not the perfect thing. And I know he's not much of a songwriter, though he does write his own melodies. Um, this is a guy that came from nothing and worked really hard. And, you know, he's given himself a 50-year career on to track three crazy babies and if you look at the cover of the album they have uh, three young girls so you have Ozzy Osbourne sitting on a uh, throne maybe overstating it but there's a you know sitting on a wooden chair with some skulls above it, and there's three young girls in the picture, and I want to say one of them is his daughter. Which I think somehow also plays into this Crazy Babies, because I don't know if there was a single. I don't remember what the singles were. I definitely know Miracle Man was a single, and that's all I remember, because uh, I didn't care much about singles at that point but I probably still would have been at least ducking and checking in on MTV and definitely watching Headbangers Ball at the point so I don't know if there was videos for any of these it's been a long time and I would this is an album that I really would listen to all the way through so I don't quite remember which ones of these would have been singles So he, uh, he, he's kind of mining some familiar ground at this point. I don't think this was really kind of, uh, uh, he wasn't breaking any rules. <laughs> he wasn't changing things up. And again, I don't remember, this is the first one with Zach Wilde, um, who replaced Jakey e. Lee. And I don't remember if, um, I don't remember if that happened on the album before. Uh, but we can see, you know, with Miracle Man, he's talking about the hypocrisy of the religious right and, you know, Devil's Daughter just feels, you know, like that's what he would talk about. Crazy Babies is, that's just an Ozzy Osbourne title right there. <laughs> but yeah, so I appreciate, and again, this is really when I would have been not just listening to this, but also going back a bit. So I would have been listening to, I don't remember really getting into The Ultimate Sin, even though there's a couple of good tracks. I'll have to pull that one back out. But definitely the first one, and then um, I would get into Black Sabbath a little bit later. So 
you know, now that I think about it, in, I'm trying to think what I would have been listening to, what else I would have been listening to in 88 or early 89, depending on when this came out. So this feels very late 80s to me. And I don't know if it's just uh, Zach Wilde's particular style at this point or just because this is one that hasn't traveled with me. You know, I talk about albums that travel that, you know, certain things you can listen to and it'll bring you right back to a place in time. And other ones that occasionally will do that, but because you've listened to it enough throughout the years that it doesn't automatically. And this is one that automatically brings me back. And I remember working at, uh, I, th I think I would have been working at, um, <clears throat> you know, Captain Lee's, at, no, I'm sorry, I would have been working at um, Key Largo at this point, bussing tables, and I would have had this in, on cassette and would have been listening to it in the Nova, uh, along with, you know, Queensryche, and I would have been listening to Metallica, Megadeth, and um, a few of the heavier bands at this point. I wasn't listening to a lot of just straight up metal, but you know, you know, Ozzy and Iron Maiden and Judas Priest definitely would have been in my rotation at this point, along with Danzig and uh, Testament. All right, and now bringing us into the final track here, Breaking All the Rules, another, <laughs> another pretty standard Ozzy. Um, topic yeah I like Ozzy's voice I like the way he sings I like uh... yes, this is a good one this is one of one of, uh, one of the ones I really like on this record and yeah it's been god it's been ages since I've, I've really knocked this one out I'm still hoping to do um, Bark at the Moon for the big show. That was one that was um, uh, originally taken by a friend, and then he decided to do something different and was maybe going to go to another podcaster, but she seems to have disappeared uh, and then thrown back out, and I haven't really put that back up on the wish list. So I'll have to see because uh, it was unexpected when I put Bark at the Moon on the wish list. I had like three or four people say that they were interested in doing that one. So I didn't know that it was quite as big of a record and one that I really like. And well, I haven't done it on this show yet because uh, I'd like to save the ones that I really fucking love for. I fucking love this record. And I really like this one. Sorry, I, like, I really just like that part where he uh, sings and then goes right back up. <clears throat> So when did I get this one on vinyl? 2002 looks like, late 2002. Um, yeah, so this one still feels like a bit of a nostalgia piece. And I wanna say that the album that came out after this, I would have already been in school, or already been in university. For the Brits, I would have been in college for everybody else, or for the Americans anyway. 
um, which is just escaping me now. I think that was the only time I saw him live. It was not for this record, but for the record that came after. And that would have been in the early 90s, 91, maybe 92, with Prong opening up and just, I can see the cover and the name has escaped me. Um, but yeah, this one is just, um, is just dumping nostalgia all over my head right now. Uh, cause I'm just really remembering, you know, living, living on Wales and working at Key Largo and hanging out with Pete and Paul. And, um, I think would have been hanging out with Mark a little bit later or right around this time. And just something about this, the, the guitar sound and the, the effects on his voice that's um, <laughs> just really, really bringing me back. Oh. And I'm wondering if now I've used the wrong microphone again. I'd be very upset if that's the case. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see as we let this one play out. I have the headphones on correctly, but I don't know if I have the microphone on correctly. So we're uh, <clears throat> coming up to the end here of uh, Breaking All the Rules, which is the last song on side one of No Rest for the Wicked. And thank you so much for joining me here on my semi-self-indulgent solo side project which I like to call album side I'm going to let Ozzy play out just for a second and I'm going to say thanks for stopping by and good night <laughs>